Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. You're a wizard, Harry. Turn to page 394. Of course it's happening inside your head, Harry. Why should that mean that it's not real? Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast featuring Dan. Greetings. Yay. And produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Don't forget to check out all of our social media after the show, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, etc. You can go see Sammy be very mad at me on TikTok. <laughs> you can see comments. Maybe I'll yes stitch comments. It. Maybe I'll stitch it later or do it. That or would whatever. be funny too. Yeah, we'll see. That'd be funny. We'll see what I feel like doing. I don't know. Last <laughs> night I was just like, I can't do this because I'll probably be extra rude. <laughs> nice. So, we'll I was see. expecting some some something rude, so your comments did not uh, surprise me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, good morning, Pixie Dusters. We are in the middle of our Potter summer, of course. Mm-hmm. Last week, we did Chamber of Secrets. Yes. Um, this week, we are going into the third book, which many Potter fans would say is not only the best book, but also the best movie that was mm-hmm. made in the uh, series. So su- super excited to talk about that. Yes. Um. A disclaimer, just like last week, um, I apparently my reading life is not what it used to be. And every time I tried to read, I either fell asleep or something else was going on. So mm-hmm. I cheated and got everything that I'm going to tell you off of leakycauldron.com. But I'm, but as I was reading like a lot of them, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. like it was familiar so i'm like okay i didn't forget the books i just needed reminders mm-hmm. there you go yeah, yeah. Little, a little refresher course mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. A little refresher yeah. um okay 
So uh, books, like we did the last two episodes, we're going to talk about the different, th- the things that they did differently um, in the books than what they did in the movies. And then uh, Sammy, of course, will go into the movie facts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, we will debate about scenes and quotes and Sammy will try to get me to like Snape. So, you know, there's, there's our format. That's it was a bit, our format. I'm going to be honest, these next two movies, it was a bit difficult for me <laughs> to pull out no, the good even stuff admit, like. I'm a fan of the guy, but even I was, as I was watching Azkaban, I'm like, you're not a very nice person. I know. I was like, snivelous. Stop right. it. <laughs> snivelous. So, yeah. 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 I have a little preview then for the next two episodes. And then when we get into like six and seven, then I'm in trouble. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'll think, I'll think of a better argument on six and seven when I'm, you know, awake. Cause I'm doing this on no coffee today. I have no creamer, so I have no coffee. So oh, um, this will be fun. Well, hey, I did the intro black. without coffee. Hey, join my world. Just go straight black. That's what huh. I mean. no. Oh, how dare you? Because it tastes too bitter for me. I can't do it. I it used to do pure, black. like soil, life-giving mm-hmm. soil. I'm just gonna ignore that statement and go oh, on. Sure. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know how to. Re- I don't know how to. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, respond. See, okay. You didn't know that if you had, had coffee, you would have had. A I know. Better, I'm uh, like that was an easy word. Quick. <laughs> respond. Oh please! When I have two cups of coffee, I don't think of the right words. And I know I just threw myself under the bus, but you know I'm okay with it. Prisoner of Azkaban book. We already got off topic. Uh, so uh, leakycauldron.com is where I got all this information. Um, they actually are a really good site with, with a lot of good information. Um, mm-hmm. So if you are a Potterhead, uh, go check out leakycauldron.org if you have not already done so. Um, okay, so the the person who wrote this article uh, kind of split up things in actual categories. So we got like rearranging or shortening the plot um swapped or altered quotes the marauder some stuff about the marauders some stuff about the classes Mm -hmm. dursley quidditch so it's it's broken up so it's not in like book order like what i did with the other books um okay so first off harry potter's broom in the book harry did not get the firebolt at the very end of the movie and right off into the sunset that was a very like movie movie scene (laughs) right off into the sunset Um, Uh uh-huh He got the room shortly after his first Quidditch match when the Nimbus 2000 was destroyed and Professor McGonagall kept the broom until it got tested. Because if you guys remember, Hermione's like, you don't know where this came from. You you don't know. It could be cursed. It could be this. Mm-hmm. And everyone Typical was picked at her when she mm-hmm. went and went, went and tattled um, yeah. McGonagall. But she had a point. She was like, Sirius may have sent it to you, mm-hmm. which... Which he did. He did, but he wasn't mad at Harry. So yeah. <laughs> it's, right. it was okay. But yeah, she was Again, right. Hermione trying to save Potter's life. Exactly. And he's so, like, ungrateful. Yes. And you know what we forgot to do last last episode is tally how many times Hermione saved him in Chamber of Secrets. Oh, we didn't in Chamber of Secrets. We didn't do that. We didn't. We only did three, which were... Um, sorcerer's stone mm. so she found the basilisk article mm-hmm. what else did she did she do anything else in that movie oh what did she do I'm trying to think back 
I feel like they they did something. Did she when they like went underground or something? Like when they went into the chamber itself, didn't she do something at that point? She wasn't in no, the chamber. She, she was petrified. petrified. That's that's right. That's right. That's why I don't think she did. Like she wasn't really she in it. When, yeah, no, she really wasn't. You know? Yeah. So we'll just it was one one yeah. last time. If we think of another, we'll add it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because eventually we're gonna get to Hermione saving him. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got to keep it up. Uh, the Fidelis charm. I don't even remember this is a movie, but this charm was described in the book as a means of magical protection. It was left out in the movie. Again, I don't know. I don't remember the significance of this charm. Uh, anybody remember? You listened to the books. Do you remember them talking about the charm? I'm trying to remember when they would have used it. It was probably like for for Harry to be protected, but wait, Maybe it was it, just for the Hogwarts. The isn't this the charm for that they put on the Dursleys to keep him protected? In oh, house? no, I think you're right. I think it is the Fidelis charm. So that's yeah, why it's he the Fidelis charm. There. Yes, that's well, and that it, it's protection. Familiar. That's why yeah. by 17, when he's 17, it breaks and mm-hmm. that's when Voldemort can find him. There we go. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm brain fart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hogsmeade trip. There's only one trip to Hogsmeade in the movie, unlike the book where there are actually two. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he actually, like, in the book, he gets to Hogsmeade to, uh, they bring him to Hogsmeade because he, from the night bus. And then, um, he actually, like, there's, there's scenes in the book where he actually goes back into, or no, this is Hogsmeade, not Diagon Alley. Yeah. It does it with Diagon Alley, too. There's more than one trip to Diagon Alley than what they do in the movie. Because he actually goes and explores and stays there for multiple days in a row in the book. Yeah, he's there a while. Yeah, and they don't have that in here. So, adding, um... But Hogsmeade, yeah, there's two trips to Hogsmeade in this, in the book and not in the movie. Because in the movie, um, in the movie, they do the um, Shrieking Shack scene all at once. Like, they do everything all at once. The Shrieking shrieking Shack scene is actually not in the first trip. I actually went back in and looked, too, because I couldn't remember. Mm -hmm. And it's actually in a different spot. Because when they go do that scene in the book... Ron is not being bullied by Draco and his people. He's actually being bullied by both Draco and Harry at the same time. Um, who's being invisible? He's actually pelting him with mud while he's covered in. Yeah, okay, so, so you know, fun friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's messing with him. Um, and this is I, I remember as soon as I read this, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. Uh Harry's cloak actually slips off while he's doing this, and Draco sees his face, and Harry has to like rush back yep. to the castle. Um, and Snape actually catches him, but in this scene, I mean, instead of like Harry being out in the middle of the night to try to find Peter Pettigrew, he's actually saved by Lupin during this scene because Draco sees him and Hogsmeade. Mm -hmm. Um, so this, this is interesting. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a little bit different. He doesn't wander the castle at night in like in the movie. Uh, let's see here. Harry Potter's school books. Uh, he gets his copy of the monster book of monsters by Owl Post from Hagrid. So he doesn't actually go or he does. It's not like waiting for him in his room, um, along with the newspaper clipping of the Weasley. So Hagrid sent him the um, the clipping, a mm-hmm. birthday card and a sneakoscope. I don't remember what the sneakoscope does, but, you know, that's the one that's supposed to tell you when there's like untrustworthy people nearby that's it's right a deleted scene but not that's enough. right uh and then later on of course like i said he's uh free to roam diagon alley um in the movie fudge is at leaky cauldron who has his books organized whereas harry in the book gets them him himself 
itself see here the time travel sequence in the book harry and hermione are extremely careful not to interact with their past selves yet in the movie hermione throws rocks at the pet at the past harry and hermione and she makes a comment about her hair so she actually doesn't save them in the book like she does in the movie so i don't know do we count that or do we not count that i would count it i mean she still saves him technically yeah i mean okay yeah it's part of it so yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just Hermione being Hermione. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so the slap actually happens differently in the book. It does happen. Hermione slapping Draco. Mm-hmm. My, see, my husband was so great in the second movie, in my opinion. And then he just becomes a little word I can't say in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a little um, uh, Grinch. Grinch. We'll use that word. Sure, okay. we'll use Grinch. Grinch. <laughs> um, I was going to say whiny, whiny, but you know, Grinch will work. Yeah, it's whiny Grinch. Sure. Um, But she doesn't slap him on the way to, or she actually slaps him on the way back from a care magical creatures lesson, not Mm -hmm. from when they're going to um, Hagrid's uh, hut, Uh, which I I just love the fact that she slaps him. Like she has the nerve to do it. That Mm -hmm. really, in my opinion, that showed her Gryffindor side very well. Like Mm -hmm. her, her um snippy uh gryffindor side i mean it took harry ages to actually stand up for himself so yeah hermione Mm -hmm. actually got in there and yep yep uh snape goes on a tirade about harry's father in the book uh snape treats harry treats harry to a tirade about harry's father was a troublemaker at school but this scene was actually not featured in the movie you don't see anything like this until the fifth movie Mm -hmm. which I think he does it again in the book, but I will find out in a couple weeks. But mm-hmm. um, it actually happens sooner. Like, again, this is why I don't like Snape. Snape is a jerk face, and that's being nice about it in the book. It's worse Your in the book. A swine. <laughs> and there's that. Um, so were you, Snapey Snape? Tis true. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Professor Trelawney uh, in the movie makes her real prediction when Harry is returning a crystal ball to her after class. But in, in the book, this prediction happens at the end of Harry's divination final. Mm-hmm. So just little change. Uh, Harry and Hermione's argument, many of the petty arguments Ron and Hermione had during the film are left out of the movie. They have a lot more in the book. Um, Ron does not also spend half the year not speaking to Hermione over Crookshank's hunting of scabbers in the film so mm-hmm. ron gets over it mm-hmm. <laughs> much quicker uh let's see here we already talked about the firebolt she never mentions her suspicion or she never mentions her suspicions about the firebolt wait in the movie hermione never mentions her suspicions about the firebolt mm-hmm. uh because we received it at the end of the movie right and they already knew serious serious was good uh <laughs> i love in the book serious and crockshanks friendship uh you see that that the cat and the and the dog working together and you're like what's going on and then you figure out it's serious you're like oh Mm -hmm. that makes sense she was he was having the cat get the mouse because it's pettigrew Mm -hmm. that made sense yeah um aunt marge in the movie combines two males into one large one and in the book uh, Aunt Marge breaks a glass at a different meal than the one when Harry blows her up. So that was a little weird detail. Um, 
the romance that blossoms between Percy and Penelope is left out completely from the film, which we know this from the last movie as well, because mm-hmm. uh, he's already a little giddy schoolboy. Um, apparently there. Oh, the prank. So Dranko's prank uh, in the movie. He does it during um, Care of Magical Creatures. Uh, in the book, he actually does it at the Quidditch match. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, they come out as Dementors on the field uh to spook harry and they got in serious trouble for that one they did yes yes they did um let's see here different quotes so ron argues with snape in the book when snape calls hermione an insufferable know-it-all ron actually defends hermione Mm -hmm. yet in the movie he agrees interesting so sometimes i i feel like I'm wondering as we get further into these books, the reason why Ron and Hermione ended up together is because of book Ron and not movie Ron. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We'll find Yeah, out. I can, you're right. Cause I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I do remember in the book, like their relationship was one, a lot more nuanced and you saw it develop a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. In the movie, mm-hmm. it feels like it just kind of happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Draco and Buckbeak. So Draco does not refer to Buckbeak as that bloody chicken in the book. Yeah. I thought that was a funny reference. So. And it is pretty funny. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. Only in the movie does Draco threaten to get even with that jumped up mudblood when Hermione punches him. So he doesn't say that in the book. Uh, these are just little things. Uh, mm-hmm. Dumbledore does not pretend as though he has no idea what happened when Hermione and Harry returned from the time turner trip in the book. However, in the movie, he does. Well, mm-hmm. we have a new Dumbledore and he's not playing Dumbledore. So, right. you know, it happens. Mm. Uh, in the book, Ron asks what special power Scabbers has in a pet shop and is told that Scabbers is a normal garden rat and would live for three years. In the movie, we get the information about the lifespan of rats when Sirius mentions it in the Shrieking Shack. So Ron's already a little suspicious because the rat's 12 and is supposed to be dead. So well dead. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? Um, some information about the Marauders. There are many differences in the importance of the Marauders to Harry's journey. Here are just a few. The map itself, the backstory of the map, and how it came to be was never mentioned. Uh, in was this in the movie or was it in the? They mentioned it in the book, didn't they? Um, how did he find out that they were? Trying to remember if they were like. I believe it was it. mentioned in the they they I believe Lupin explained it in the book, but not in the movie. They definitely don't explain it in the movie at all. No. no, it was it had to be explained in the book because we know that the Marauders are mm-hmm. the boys from mm-hmm. or the yeah. the Lupin and you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, the backstory in the movie, the backstory is never mentioned. Um, they never mention in the movie that the three of the Marauders were Animagus. Or in a megai as the plural. Mm-hmm. Um, Sirius escaping from Azkaban um, was not mentioned in the book. No, they mention it in the book. They don't. Oh, mention no, it they in the don't movie. mention it in the movie. Mm-mm. They don't they explain the whole it. thing. Oh, how? Sorry, how Sirius escaped? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he became like he was able to turn into the dog and it messed up the Dementors. Blah blah blah. Um, in the book, it's Lupin who sees Pettigrew on the map, and in the movie, it was Harry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the book features insults from each of the Marauders on the map, 
but you only hear what Mooney has to say in the yeah. movie. It was a lot funnier in the book. It is a lot funnier. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, in the, is some of the magical classes in Care of Magical Creatures, only Harry and Draco are seen interacting with Buckbeak in the movie. Well, in the book, several other students interact with the hippogriff. I feel like that would make more sense. Uh, I feel like than when he like goes after Draco. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense because yeah. I like all these students. You're a bad apple. Not you. Right. Not you. Um, Snape's class, all potion classes were cut from the movie, but Snape does substitute for Lupin when he assigns the papers on werewolves, but there mm-hmm. are Snape potion classes in the book. Uh, they cut all the transfiguration classes from the movie, and there was a couple of them in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Neville's Boggett. In the book, during a Defense Against the Dark Arts class, Professor Lupin asks Neville to describe his grandmother's clothing in detail. Yet in the movie, he tells Neville he doesn't let, or he tells, he doesn't let Neville give the details, pretty much. So you actually yeah. get the details, which it makes sense. Like, that's a, that that makes that's sense in the movie. Thing. The movie's visual. Yeah, so you're exactly, gonna you're going to see it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and in the book, it, it. we got... I think she wanted us to have a specific image of that in mind instead uh-huh. of us First doing thing. like our mm-hmm. own imagination. Right. Yeah, right. I agree. Yep. Uh, something at the Dursleys when the book. Uh, so when Harry's studying, when the book start start bleh, when the book starts, Harry is writing a paper on witch burning. Yet when the movie starts, Harry is practicing magic under the covers. Again, that's another loophole. Or pothole. Why uh, is he practicing Lumos under the covers and not do that? A letter, but then literally he blows up his aunt and exactly. he gets a letter. I had one hundred percent forgotten about the fact that he was doing the the Lumos thing, Lumos and then I saw I watched that. I was like, wait a minute, you can't do that. Why are you not in trouble for that? That's like, is that just one of those like for. you can do you can't do magic except for this one thing because it's harmless? Like, no, that doesn't feel right. No, it defeats Mm-mm. the whole purpose of it. No, exactly. it's like yeah, you're a minor, you can have this one little sip of alcohol. No, 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 that's not how it works. Yeah, it's a very cool intro. I will give them it that. Is. Yeah, but it makes no sense. But yeah, it, it goes against the laws of the magical world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Quidditch, the Quidditch tournament. There's only one Quidditch match in the movie, which is Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. And eventually winning the Quidditch Cup is not shown. But in the book, uh, the the book discusses all three Quidditch matches and they're discussed in chapters 9, 13, and 15. And they did win the Quidditch Cup. Woods last year, he gets to graduate with Mm -hmm. winning the Quidditch Cup. Yep. I think against Slytherin, isn't it? No. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first one is against... Hufflepuff, second one's against Ravenclaw, mm-hmm. and then the third one is against. That's why this is like the big one. This is like the big buildup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah been, I remember was, they in the book they've been talking about that for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's a huge thing. Yeah, and Quidditch kind of goes to the wayside until the fifth movie, and even then, in the fifth movie or the fifth book, not the fifth movie, the fifth yeah. book. No, not the fifth. The which one does Ron come in? Sixth. It's the sixth. Six. Yes. Six and six? Harry's captain. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in the six. So it's the sixth one, really, when we start to see it again. Yep. Huh. In the movies. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, in the, the movies. Not the books. I think it's it's there the whole time, but yeah. Except for, of course, Goblet of Fire because they're doing Goblet the, of Fire. Well, there's a thing. there's a whole quitter thing there's at the other... beginning. So we do have that. The book. Oh uh, yes. Not really in the movie. No, not in the movie. But it's like Quidditch, Quidditch. It's not like, hey, yeah, that's the world. Hogwarts doing yeah. Quidditch. No, it's like the big leagues. Relationships. 
it said shipping and relationships, but eh. um, really, <laughs> that's what we do. Young adults, you, you young adult novel, you ship everybody. Yes. Eh. Um, eh. Harry and Cho. Uh, there is no mention of his crush on Cho in this movie, but uh, there is in the book. He is starting to notice Cho in this book, and there's more talk about it. I do remember which, a lot of that in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. He's thirteen. He's yeah. girls aren't as cooties anymore mm-hmm. i know i made up a word like um oh, ron and made her- up. yeah you know what Fair. Uh, ron and hermione while there's no hint of a budding relationship in the third book there is in the movie when ron and hermione hold hands in the care of magical creatures class and at the shrieking shack mm-hmm. yeah, and it was more that- of a she like was she got scared for Harry and grabs Ron's hand. So mm-hmm. I don't know how that. Yeah, they're just yeah. trying to build it up because they knew it was coming. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Some additions to the movie or to the book. Some additions that the book doesn't have, uh, and this is like one of my favorite additions is the shrunken heads. They are fantastic. Right. They are amazing. I love them. Mm-hmm. They appeared in the Three Broomsticks and the Night Bus, mm-hmm. um, which. So the three broomsticks, the fact that they weren't allowed in the three broomsticks that day when Harry Potter, when the Hogwarts kids are coming to coming in, like, it was weird to me. I'm like, how do you not let the kids into the three broomsticks? Like they were they in the movie, they weren't allowed to come in. Remember? Mm-hmm. And Harry had to sneak in. Yeah. Hmm. So it was weird. I don't know. And then, of course, on the night bus. Um, and then the Hogwarts choir is added with the frog choir. Yes. Oh, yes. That was yes. Mm-hmm. It was. Love the choir. <sighs> That's everything. Yeah. The end. Wow. Now we're done. Who no. threw that? <laughs> yeah, we're done. All right. Have a good end day. End of the episode. It's been great. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so long. Uh, May the force be ever in your favor, Yeah, I have my 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 Millennium Falcon heart on this morning. Right. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's all yeah. mm-hmm. I know it's been my newer shirts from from my trip. Mm-hmm. very nice very nice yeah i only have one harry potter shirt and it's like my disney harry potter one i've lo- i've worn it the last four episodes i'm like mm-hmm. okay. i might need to Switch wear something a little else. bit <laughs> yeah that's why i'm like zero harry potter mm-hmm. merch like at all i need to get some no yeah i need yeah, more like it. clothes mm-hmm. i agree me too yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's Kino talk X. movies, Sammy. Movies. Ooh. All right. Okay. So this movie also rated PG as previous movies. I would like to read the descriptions. So this one has frightening moments, creature violence, and mild language. I'm trying to remember what the language was. Uh, bloody hell. Oh, that's that it. Okay. Bloody hell. Okay. Cursing yeah. in, in England. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, this is still kids and family fantasy adventure for the genre. The director, new director, Alfonso Caron. He's new. No more Chris mm-hmm. Columbus in this one. But, but he's Chris, a producer. He is a producer, yes. Only for this one. And then he was like, oh. I got kids and I need to see them grow <laughs> up. So I'm out. Basically is what happened. Let me go. I think he wanted person. to stay on, but yeah. Yeah. Children. So yeah. Uh, David Heyman is back again and Mark Radcliffe, same producers as before. Writers, J.K. Rowling, Steve Kloves. This was released on May 31st, 2004, and its box office gross in the USA was $249.4 million. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. 
that's just USA. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. I know the worldwide is like insane, but I was like, we'll yeah. just do because we're here. Yeah, we'll do USA. Runtime, two hours and 21 minutes. Ratings, it's got a 90% ratings from critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 86% audience score, and a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. And I feel like I'm tracking it now on my phone because it's easier than me trying to switch through all the notes. But I'm like, I feel like this might be the peak. And then I think we're going to go down in the ratings. Maybe not for Deathly Hallows. We'll see how those rate. But at least IMBD are haters. This should have always be a nine. So. Yeah, that's why I like Rotten Tomatoes, because I feel like it's a better vibe over there mm-hmm. for the yeah. ratings. But I always like to include IMDb so we can see how much people suck. Oh, yeah. People suck. They do. Yeah. People um, just want to be miserable. They is. do. Yeah. yeah. So cast, you know, we got all of our favorites, whatever. But we do have a new Dumbledore, as Ashley already tried to complain about. Michael Gambon. Sadly. Yes, he has come in. We have Lupin appears. Series Black is in this. Peter Pettigrew. And Sybil Trelawney played by the wondrous Emma Thompson, who we adore. So I was very happy that she made it in this movie. It's great. Miss Cruella. <sighs> yes. Oh, no, not Cruella. No, um, um, the, the Baroness. Baroness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Baroness. So epic. All right, mm-hmm. so I got your, your trivia for you. So for Crookshanks, they use two Persian red cats, Cracker Jack and Pumpkin. Aww. I always just love these names. It's so cute. Now, the cats look too pretty to be Crookshanks, so they saved their fur that they were shedding, rolled it into balls, and I saw this a little bit in a video, and clipped it onto the cats so that it would look more mangy. Like, (laughs) they would just, yeah. It was a better fit for Crookshanks to look a little less less pretty. He needed to be mangy. Yeah. He needed to look a little sketchy, so. Mm -hmm. I thought that was funny that they did that. Now, for Dumbledore, Sir Ian McKellen actually turned down the role of Dumbledore, because he was in Lord of the Rings as Gandalf. And he said, I had enough trouble living up to one legend. Two would be too much to hope for. So um, that was one of his reasons for not wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. And then he also stated that it would have been inappropriate to take on the role because Richard Harris had called McKellen a dreadful actor. So Whoa. also out of respect for him, he was like, I'll pass. Wow. I was like, ooh, okay, well. Now, see, that would just make me. That would just make me want to do it more. <laughs> and I'll be like, I'm gonna show you. Right. I'm gonna be the best Dumbledore. Like, yeah, you like me now. Mm-hmm. What I up? lived you. But yeah, he decided not to do it. Hmm. They're so much classier than we Americans are. Yeah. No, they're just. They're just. They're not. They make it look classy, but it's really just as rude. Probably. Rude or not. They're not as, a less not, we're, just as we're just as rude. We're just more upfront about it. Yes. yes. It's less obvious yes. when you're British. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they think it's less obvious. <sighs> we see you. Yeah. We know. We know. They're we know. very, they're very subtle. You gotta pay attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So this script for the movie makes no mention of Professor Flitwick, but they wanted to keep Warwick Davis involved. So Alfonso Kiran came up with the idea oh. of having him play the choir director. And then Mike Newell was like, hey, I like your look. And they were like, we're just going to keep using it. So now you're Flitwick again. <laughs> and there you go. That's why his, that's why his look changed. changed. Yep. Starting in this one. That's why. Cause they're, and I think I had seen somewhere too where work was like, that's fine because it's a lot less makeup and whatnot mm-hmm. for him to look this way. So yeah, morning's for him. I'm sure. Oh yeah. 
Now, Gregory Goyle. So he appeared in a few scenes, but he's largely absent from the movie. And this is because Josh Hurden injured his arm and he was unable to film certain scenes. So that's why he mm. was missing. Okay. Bronson Webb was cast as an unnamed Slytherin boy referred to as Pike in the script who filled his role. So. I always wondered what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Like, I figured it out later. But, like, I remember, like, watching him. Like, you're not Goyle. Who are you? You're skinny and tall. Who are you? Why are you, you here? Why are you in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Now we know. There you go. So I got some stuff specifically about the new director. So Alfonso Cuaron had never read the Harry Potter novels or even seen the first two movies when he was offered the job as director. And Guillermo del Toro actually convinced him saying, don't be stupid, read them immediately. So we yeah. can thank him. Good job, Toro. <laughs> I was like, yeah, way to go. I, I appreciate you even more. So Absolutely. that's how we got that. And in order to acquaint himself with his two neat, two new lead actors and, and his new lead actress, sorry, <laughs> the wording was throwing me off on that. So for his new leads, okay, so that's where we're going with this. He There's had no each of new in there. Well, they're new to him. So like, oh, okay. like you get it, like they're new to him. Okay. Yeah. That's why I was struggling with this, this role. Um, so he had each of them write an essay about their characters from a first person point of view. Yes. Uh, so Emma Watson, just like Hermione, went overboard and supposedly wrote like 16 pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daniel Not Radcliffe, just like Harry, wrote like a one page summary. <laughs> and Rupert, just like Ron, just didn't do it. So there you go. There you go. Very yeah. fitting. So that's a good way to get a vibe on them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then when they're coming up with the Dementors, so Curon had an idea that when the Dementors approached the Hogwarts Express, the rain would turn into ice. And he has a very thick Mexican accent. So when he was trying to talk to the visual effects team, they thought he said eyes and not ice. Mm. So they even made a storyboard which had eyes falling from the sky, which they presented to him. And he was just like, no, (laughs) this is not what I like. Ice, ice, like frozen. (laughs) No, Uh yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That made me laugh. I was like, oh communication issues already mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in this one of you guys notice the wardrobe starts to change a little bit so harry ron and hermione are actually wearing everyday clothes more often than their hogwarts uniforms so you get more of their personalities and that was a choice yeah. by the director and he yeah. also gave the rest of the students permission to wear their uniforms any way they wanted to bring a greater sense of realism to the school so that's why some of them are like super neat and other ones are kind of like messy and look a little mm-hmm. bit more disorganized the only thing is, is if you if you know anything about those like prep schools, whether British or American, is when you have uniforms like this, they do uniform checks. They make sure everything is in order. They make sure mm-hmm. everything is neat and organized. Yeah. So I understand you wanted to bring more personality, but you just took away from what the school is actually about. And that's right. taking mm-hmm. away the individuality and focusing on the education. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they do this in the book. Like, I don't think she talks about them wearing anything other than their No, uniform. they're always in yeah. their school They're robes. always in their school robes, and they're mm-hmm. supposed to be. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's a little jarring for me on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. It, it's an artistic choice. Like, I think it's yeah. one of those, yeah. again, translating book to film. Exactly. Well, it's just not book to film. It's, it's also, like, just the culture of that type of schooling in Britain anyways. Right. Like, mm-hmm. he kind of went against what that culture actually is like. True. Mm-hmm. Because this is essentially a boarding school. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. It's a boarding school in Britain. For witches and wizards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The elite. Mm -hmm. The elite school. 
I still yeah. think there has to be a public like wizarding school somewhere. I'm sure there is. I want to book about is. it. Yeah. There you go. Your next book. I want to book about it. Your next book. You'll write it for us. Okay. Oh, no, I wanted someone Decided. else to write it, but okay. No, but okay. Ashley's going to do it. And if, it here if, first. It, if, so, if you've thought about it, somebody has thought about it and put it on yeah. fan fiction. That's very true. You probably Google it and find it. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're all like smut novels, probably. See, that's it's like ninety percent of them. It's true. <laughs> that's what the internet no, does. Makes everything dirty. And some of them are super wild. Mm-hmm. I haven't read them, but I'm well. I'm you know I know how the yeah works. you know the stories. So yeah. Well, so back in college, there was like websites where you could. There was a specific one I don't remember. It was called where you could like write your own stories and put them up and read everybody mm-hmm. else's and you comment. And I it did was, it for a little was, bit. Like I put my own stuff up. Um, Wasn't it's that just called Meba now. No, oh, okay. it was a different site. I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and they weren't smutty. They were like, you had the, like the romance and they tried right. different things, but it wasn't bad. And then as the year, like now I try to go back and I look and I'm like, right away. I'm like, oh, nope. Okay. Yeah. never mind. I know. Yeah. It's, it's Tumblr and Reddit. That's what it's, it's there. They did that. I haven't. I got off Tumblr a long time ago. That's I never true, got though. on it. I've been on it, but I've never like made an account. I was on it when it first started in college, and it was great then because it was just sharing other stuff. But then again, the internet twists it. Yeah. <laughs> we never stop. We never let the caves, man. We never stop being cave people. <sighs> no. you know, first thing you draw so on the accurate. wall is just ata ata. <laughs> it's so accurate yeah oh gosh oh boy all right anyways so back to Kira. <laughs> um it was also his idea to have the hogwarts choir singing as the students enter the school and he suggested using double double toil and trouble from william shakespeare's macbeth so perfect that fits mm-hmm. so well. Love it. and john williams was like heck yeah so they Absolutely. came up with the tune and the lyrics and it was used throughout the movie um and they even used it as part of a tagline something wicked this way comes um, yep. Yeah. There you go. I'll be honest. Well, I actually thought I, that was like always the song. I didn't know that was just a John Williams thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. They collaborated. Because yeah. mm-hmm. okay. it was it. never a double, to- double, double toil and trouble song that I know yeah. of. No, I see. I, I was yeah. never that versed in like the Shakespearean stuff, so I just assumed that was like some uh, ancient song from you know literature or something. Mm-hmm. No, double, double toil and trouble is a uh, is just their. Um, spells as they're talking to Macbeth um and they're different they're it's pretty much they're um telling Macbeth like predicting the future they're kind of like the fates they're they're Shakespeare's version of the fates and double double toil and trouble is just like what they kind of say as they're going over their cauldrons right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so there you go and speaking of John Williams this is the final Harry Potter movie to feature a score composed by him Mm-hmm. so sad i know yeah. so he's credited hell well yeah he's credited throughout the film franchise because of the main motif which is hedwig's theme but it's adapted for other movies going forward so i thought he returned. came back in later ones though didn't we no. establish that no he didn't apparently i thought he did too and then i got very sad wow. we're only on the third one it's like oh mm-hmm. yeah and there's but there's something fun at the end so john williams score ends with a reminder of one of harry's dangers to come so throughout this movie he uses a harpist how does that harpist chord uh where, where is it uh harpsichord harp 
Okay, harpsichord. harpsichord. Yeah, I was like, Dan that. will tell me. I'm not even gonna look this up. Is it, I, I think. Wait, wait, wait. Where is it at? Um, it's under by John Williams, the second um, bullet point. Page. What page is it? I don't know. What page? Are we on? Page. Six. We're, we're on pages. No, page. On... Page five. So it's not 394. No. If only. If only. We would be here for hours. Uh-huh. We would just turn to it. It's fine. We wouldn't need to do with all of them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, harpsichord. Okay, harpsichord. All right. So use this motif to indicate the presence of Peter Pettigrew. And then if you watch the credits, when Harry says knocks at the end, there's a pause. And then the motif briefly returns, which hints that Pettigrew will be returning in a big way. Hmm. Which okay. is, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I understand. Like the Knox, Knox was really cool how they ended the movie because they started it with Lumos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, it's all Italian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, <laughs> they should not have done that. But they should not. They did it. So well, it they've done it in every movie. They might as well do it in in all of them. I know. Mm-hmm. Like just ignore the entire rule at this point, and only get in trouble for the ones they want them to. Exactly. Pick and choose. Oh yeah. So we have some movie set fun. The cast was told that the Honeydukes candy was lacquer coated, but it wasn't. They just want to make sure that they weren't going to be eating it in between takes. So they lied to them. And that just made me laugh. So I would do the same all thing right. if there were a bunch of kids in there. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. no, no, it's not real. It's all You know covered. someone probably ate it anyway. There's probably some dumb kid that was like, ooh, let's try it. And then, you know, oh, yeah. thankfully they didn't get seriously injured doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Honeydukes, this set for Honeydukes was previously used as Ollivander's wand shop in Sorcerer's Stone and Flourish and Blots in the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. So again, they redid it the is set very for that. Similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just keep reusing the sets, which I don't blame them. It's a lot of money yeah. to build all that. And during filming, all of the pockets on Tom Felton's robes were sewn shut so that he would stop sneaking food on set. And that made me laugh for Ashley. So there you go. That's what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> the 13, 14 yeah, right there. I, I would still have food in my pockets as mm-hmm. well <laughs> yeah yeah i understand it's a long day man on set absolutely yeah. you gotta keep that energy going God, exactly <sighs> snack mm-hmm. so as we talked about the script called for hermione to slap malfoy because that's you know what she does in the book as opposed to punching him in the scene and i guess tom felton actually told emma watson to slap him but he didn't mean like really hit me and um she did she smacked him across the face as hard as she could and then she felt super bad (laughs) afterwards Uh, and i wish we could have seen that because it's so funny Mm -hmm. so i don't know if you guys i don't know which version of you have which dvd collection you have of this uh Mm -hmm. cme but on the extra like the extra dvd one Mm -hmm. they do a bunch of uh did you ever watch the interviews with the shrunken heads Mm-mm, no okay so on the DVD, there's there's interviews uh they interview the character like the um the actors and actresses the shrunken heads with i think tom interviews everyone and they talk mm-hmm. about this on there like some of these things you've brought up they've talked yeah. about on there i'm like mm-hmm. so i would like watch the movie and then just watch the interviews watch the extras yeah i don't blame you <laughs> Uh, okay, so this is like a big one that I've seen a million times, but during the filming of the sleeping bag scene, director Alfonso Cuaron, Sir Michael Gambon, and Alan Rickman played a practical joke on Daniel Radcliffe, who wanted his sleeping bag next to a girl that he liked at the time. 
They hid a remote-controlled operated whoopee cushion in his sleeping bag and set it off during the scene. So Daniel was trying really hard to stay in character, but everyone else just started cracking up. Mm-hmm. And I just love it because you get to see that little snippet where they're all having fun on the set. So oh, yeah, that's yeah, a good blooper to look for. I, I'm glad you mentioned because I couldn't remember which one. I, th- I couldn't remember if it was Alan Rigman or Michael Gammon who did it. And it turns out it was all of them. So it was everybody. Yes. that for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, there's an interview of Rickman telling that story. I don't remember. Yeah, where I remember the interview. It, but... Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They just die laughing when it happens. Oh, yeah. and so it's just great. a, it's a cute little thing to watch. Daniel. Yeah, he's he's a teenager. They just made it so much worse. Oh yeah, I love it. It's so funny. And to make the night bus appear as if it was zipping through traffic at an extremely high speed, the scenes were filmed with the bus driving at a normal speed, and then the rest of the traffic was at a snail's pace, and then they advanced the film through the camera at a slower rate so it would be advanced on screen. Um, So then when the scene was played back at normal speed, the bus appeared to be driving super fast, Mm -hmm. which I kind of forgot they like literally had this stupid bus literally built and driving around mm-hmm. because it looks so incredibly dangerous <laughs> even when it they're just driving it on set i'm like it's gonna yeah. fall over oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you can't do that no mm-hmm. yeah even yeah. when i watched it, i was like triple decker i, I know it's magic but like to... really no it's unnecessary really? <laughs> it's unnecessary it's like it's like a salvador dolly dreamscape or something mm, true well they they had um they had beds instead of seats, so they had to be able to fit more. Yeah, they were and all like disjointed too. There was no organization. They were all just kind of thrown in there. <laughs> yeah, all right. nobody was bothered. Moving and back plus, and triple forth. Throw some and... beds in there. You're totally fine. Don't buckle nobody into cared. anything at all. And nobody all, cared except all of them were just sleeping soundly with no right. problems. Totally and Harry's fine. like, "I'm gonna die. Uh, <laughs> this is it." <laughs> and he very nearly does when he smashes into the window. Yes, I know exactly. I don't think he did that during the in the book they don't describe that no. in the book that i recall yeah i think that was just a movie thing but it was yeah. pretty funny in the movie. it was <laughs> oh my gosh uh and then last thing so the bats that are seen flying around haggard's huts are real they were very challenging to train and daniel radcliffe stated that they tended to urinate everywhere so that sounds super super pleasant Fun. lovely uh, but the animal trainers kept them under control using food rewards, and apparently they especially liked bananas. So there's a fun fact for you. That is That's fun. like bananas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this thing I just thought was interesting. They had a note on here that J.K. Rowling based the Dementors on her battle with depression. That. I and yeah. I just, so I was like, I'm going to add that in because I think they just, like, when you think of it that way, mm-hmm. not just them being like these evil mm-hmm. things, yep. whatever. But when you think about it that way, the way she describes it, I'm just mm-hmm. like, this woman is just her that's, way with words. It's insane. Yeah. That, that's definitely something I picked up on when I read the book. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this mm-hmm. feels like a metaphor for something genuinely real. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so well, well explained. And so to become a Dementor, you literally, you get what, what the Dementors kiss. And that is literally taking your soul and your hope and mm-hmm. you're ever willing li- being out of yourself mm-hmm. right. and that is very much what depression can feel like is mm-hmm. you're you have no hope you have no mm-hmm. you feel like a shell of yourself exactly it's insane empty shell it's, mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i just what a way to introduce very... that to kids too like yeah. a way to describe mm-hmm. it you know mm-hmm. right oh, it's crazy. 
Yeah, you don't realize how much power there is in like giving something like a physical form to describe mm -hmm. something. Because when trying it's to just this abstract it. thought, it feels mm -hmm. so much more powerful. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. But yeah, and then I love how it's it's focused on Harry too, and how he's dealing with it, and the others mm -hmm. don't understand. And I'm like, right, yeah. which that happens at that age, especially. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're you know. Yeah. Growing up, there's just mind bodies just going through all kinds of just fire alarms and you're just like, what's happening to me? And you feel like nobody gets it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. The power of literature. <sighs> yes. And then to move on to my favorite section, Snape's redemption. Really? Again. The first one? Really? This was hard. <laughs> so he didn't have to. Okay. So he brews yes, he the did. The complex, it's very complex. They made this very specifically. They pointed this out. Very complex Wolfsbane potion for Lupin. He didn't have to do that. He could have messed it I up. I guarantee you, He could have been like, oh, a forgotten ingredient and then just let Lupin suffer. <laughs> no. Lupin even says, I'm very grateful to Snape because of what he did. Dumbledore probably made him do it and threatened him about it. We don't know. We never saw that. We'll never know. So hmm. I don't count that because we don't know under circumstances of why you he can't actually not count it. It's on the page. It's nope, literally. I don't count it. <laughs> don't count it. Anyway, and then in the movie version, he, when when Lupin the Wolfie Lupin pops out, he does take the kids, Harry, Hermione, and Ronnie. He shoves them behind him and he protects them. So I was when I saw that when I was rewatching that I was like, Aha, I'm gonna write this. But down. hold on, is it in here? I don't care about the book because is it in here? For one, he was like knocked out the whole freaking time. Exactly. Basically, so exactly. I don't care about your book logic. All right, I said on the, the book screen, logic Alan is Rickman, more important. Alan Rickman as Professor Snape protects the children. Listen, yeah. I already told you I like rickman I so the movie this is all i is got okay okay just shut up this is all i have but okay, you both name is so annoying in this no he is so obnoxious <laughs> he's so obnoxious in yeah. this whole movie we can, all, we can all collectively agree that book snape is there's there's really no, no. redemption for him until so hard. maybe like what five six somewhere in there if that if even that the yeah only no, I'm not going to say it yet. We're going to wait till we get there. Oh, you all remember more than I have a whole so. debate. Yeah. Uh, instead of talking about the points, we're just going to have a Snape debate, debate. one day. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, too, and I was, like, looking up, you know, stuff for this. And someone pointed out, like, what is one thing that Snape does really well? He can read minds. Right? Mm, true. That's one of his big powers. Mm -hmm. So he oh, could have yeah. easily, when he went into that situation with the kids... Lupin, serious. He could have easily just been like poking around in everyone's brain and been like, oh, oh, Sirius didn't do this. This is mm -hmm. a real thing. And he chose not to. So that made me mad too. Not about like, Snape, you did this on purpose because he was so, had so much hatred directed at Sirius because of what mm -hmm. he thought he did. He just right. refused to even try and acknowledge that maybe it wasn't true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> That's the whole, uh, that, that, that's his, his, and I hate to use this word, but incel side. Just mm -hmm. the guy, the, the guy who just harbors so much resentment and doesn't care who he hurts. Yeah. He doesn't know how to forgive. Doesn't know how to forgive, oh, doesn't know how to emotionally regulate. And, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's the part of Snape we don't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And 
There was a missed opportunity in the movie that I am forever sad we didn't get to see. So when they're leaving the Shrieking Shack and they're going down the tunnel and going back to Hogwarts, Snape is knocked out, right? You know, mm-hmm. because they all they all knocked him out collectively in the in the um, book. So yeah. there's a whole bit where they say, next came Professor Snape drifting creepily along, his toes hitting each stair as they descended, held up by his own wand, which was being pointed at him by Sirius. And then they continue on with them leaving. And then they state here, or JK says, Harry went right after Sirius, who was still making Snape drift along ahead of them. He kept bumping his lolling head on the low ceiling. Harry had the impression that Sirius was making no effort to prevent this. And I was like, Stop. why did we not get to see Alan Rickman bobbing along down the thing? That would be great. With Snape's head. I'm just like, if I could have seen anything in this movie, I would have loved it. Oh, yeah. Just amazing. That. Yes. And I'm so yeah. sad they didn't have that in there. Yeah. But that's all I have. I'm done. Okay. Nice. Final thoughts, favorite characters, Dan. Okay, so I, I, when, when we're going with different characters, I'm trying to just kind of like pick the different characters that I like specifically for this movie. So yes. I'm not going to just, so I don't repeat the same people. Like obviously yeah, I, I still you. like Hermione, I still like Harry, mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, yeah. So, but this one, um, honorably have to mention Sirius Black. Um, he's easily one of the best characters, yeah. you know, in the entire series. Uh, same with Lupin, you mm-hmm. know, he's, uh, yes. he's, a good soul he's kind and he's always the guy that you can count on being on your side mm-hmm. well, so you know in addition to everybody else these are uh these are my my dudes mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i have Sirius and lupin on my list um mm-hmm. i had to add yep. the twins back in because they just continue to add mayhem and i love it really yes do. it's um, getting better and better uh-huh. yep. yeah i had to mention hermione again just because she smacks draco and i right. feel like she's a little bit more feisty in this movie like mm-hmm. i feel like we're getting more than just like the bookworm yeah mm-hmm. um, goody two shoes so she's growing in this one a lot Absolutely. Mm-hmm. um she is not my favorite in the next one <laughs> Um, Mo- movie or book in the next one because i really liked her in the movie in the next movie book i okay. agree the book she book. she needs to just chill out she needs to <laughs> chill out in the book movie hermione's great yeah yeah um and then uh i love buckbeak but yeah. i love the creatures mm-hmm. true and true. then i just love trelawney no she would have been, been my absolute favorite professor she's just can, weird yeah. and crazy and you know i love divination so it works mm-hmm. yeah such a I wacko can, i can definitely see that she is she's a her own not just drum her own orchestra she's on seriously own, she's got her own theme in her mind and emma thompson's just so good at playing that type of character mm-hmm. she's yeah, done it sure. before with um shoot the nanny mcphee movies mm-hmm. and some other different ones she just she's just amazing she mm-hmm. really is i love her i love her yes so much we kind of took <sighs> all yours i'm sorry sammy well i was like there's gonna have to be overlap because come on now lupin <laughs> yeah lupin lupin right. I, i'm like why is lupin not in this series more i love lupin i was mm-hmm. so happy this entire book because he's just such a kind soul and whatever he did as a teenager you can tell he really grew up right you mm-hmm. know and there's such a contrast too between him and Sirius, which Sirius was locked up so i get it like Sirius is gonna have first of all some crazy from being around dementors mm-hmm. all that crazy. time yeah and he was locked up at such a young age he didn't grow up the same way exactly. so it's interesting mm-hmm. to see that contrast but oh lubin is just so caring towards harry and gentle and 
Mm -hmm. I just love him. And Fred and George, because if we didn't have them, we would not have the map. So that is true. Their mischief brought us the wondrous map. Yes. Mm -hmm. Again, I need I need movies of just Fred and George or books of just Fred and George. Just to see what they're up to on the side. Mm-hmm. just the first couple years when they're not harry and ron aren't at school and then mm-hmm. what happens after they leave the fifth book mm-hmm. like yeah. their own stories yeah exactly mm-hmm. try to imagine them like get like as adolescents because they know their mischief got a lot more detailed as they got older but like imagine them like harry's age Kid in the first kids. movie you know mm-hmm. kids like I, I imagine that would be just a whole different Mm-hmm. Whole different there, there was a TikTok um, of like someone did like the parents having parent teacher conferences at Hogwarts <laughs> and oh, Molly coming in. Mir- Mirva, what is Minerva. 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 What did the twins do again? Like, it was just, it was so it's so accurate, though. Oh, yeah. But then in that one, she's like, Ron, what did Ron? What do you mean, Ron? Ron no. did something. Her name is Fred and George. You're confused. Right. <laughs> wrong kid. <laughs> yeah, this is the wrong kid. Wrong um, child. I do want to say something about Lupin. You said like so he's mellowed out, but I really wonder if he, like, yeah, he probably went along with a lot of the shenanigans that James mm-hmm. and Sirius put together, but. He probably was probably the more grounded one out of the four. Like Lily. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I, and Lily was very kind to him. He talks about that in, talks about that in this book. And mm-hmm. um, he was probably more of like the father of these boys where he mm-hmm. went along with true. it to make sure they didn't die. Mm-hmm. Is what my guess is. That's because he true. already, he already has a violent side of him. He already has the werewolf side that he can't control. So he mm-hmm. won. So I always felt like. And I still feel this way that Lupin wants to be the opposite of what he turns into yeah, when he's not a werewolf. So I think as a kid, he was more on the, mm-hmm. the grounded side. A little mellow, a little more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I can see that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Favorite scenes, Dan? Uh, night bus. I forgot how much I love the night bus scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this, uh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, and really, anytime like there's a tr- there's that the that what do you call it the um, transition from the Dursleys to the world of magic. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. anytime that happens, and that happens in almost all the movies except for Goblet of Fire, but which is dumb. It, yeah, it's annoying, right. but it's nice to wake up away from the Dursleys for once, though. That isn't true. Really nice. mm-hmm. That, um, but yeah, so I love that night bus. It's like you know, yeah, uh, the turning fears into something funny. Classic scene someone can maybe one day someone will actually explain to me how the pop-up clown is in thank any you. way better it wasn't better thank you i'm like this is horrendous not better no not, not better. worse i'm watching this worse. late at night i'm watching this at night the other day no i'm like all right that's it no and it's it's not even like it looks like it's attempting to be cute or anything. It looks no, freaking it's a creepy. creepy clown. It is yes. a creepy clown in a jack-in-the-box that's, what, nine feet tall? No. What is wrong with that girl? I no, don't understand. No. Well, she, she's, that, she's one like of the messed up in her head, okay? That was one of the Patels. Really? I don't know which one it was, but. But it was one of them. She needs some therapy, because seriously. I think I think he said it was Pavardi. It, it was Pavardi. Because I remember Horrible. him saying, Pavardi, go, or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. And it's yeah. just rocking back and forth. And I'm, it's I so wonder horrific. if it that <laughs> it's exactly it how it looks. be creepy before it uh, turned into a Dementor. Like, I think that was an artistic... That is a Dementor! 
Yeah, I know. It's so terrible. Ugh. So bad. Like, what is it. wrong with some of you? I mean, I like clowns, but only when I'm trying to scare people. Nope, don't like clowns. Uh, that was my like point. There is one place for clowns, and it is a, it is horror movies, haunted houses. Yes. Exactly. Mm -mm. exactly. No, thank you. Exactly. But beyond that, great scene. Yeah. Fantastic scene. And Angry. good for good just life advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I yep. like about the movie. That the movie, there's a lot of good life advice there. That's so true. Yeah. Um, the boys making weird animal yeah. noises in their bunks when they first get into their bunks, like that's that's just like like you ever want to know what it's like inside a boys' dorm? That's what it's like right there. That's <laughs> when in college, when we're all get together and it's late at night. In case you were wondering, Ashley, what it was like back at SEU? That's what it was mm -hmm. like. That's the kind of stuff we used to do. That just you don't want to know the stuff we did. <laughs> No, probably not. But just stupid, no. idiotic stuff that we used to do. And, uh, you know, uh, we may or may not have, I never did it, but there may have been uh, someone lighting their farts on fire at one point. That did may have happened. Boys. Oh, Which yeah. one? I don't, I don't think you remember him. Oh, it wasn't either of our boys. In our no, it, no, it wasn't any of us. I mean, I was, I was, I witnessed it, but I wasn't really close with the guy. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, which one? Ralph or Rob? Which idiot did it? Mm -hmm. Okay, did. We need to keep anyway, going. Um, anyway. you've missed this. you have one more scene on here you liked. Right. So, uh, uh Oh yeah. Um yeah, and I think that's a, most people can probably uh like this one when Harry officially releases his Patronus, like that's that big, mm -hmm. you know, living up to it climax moment, you know. And I, I just yeah. mostly cuz I remember him yelling that from the the trailers back in the day. Mm -hmm. You know, like it would show him like you know, the zoom out where he goes like that, expecto patrona, you know, that old thing. Yes. Yeah. But like knowing mm -hmm. that in context and like what the build up to that is, it makes it that much more yeah. like impactful, you know, mm -hmm. and like how much he had to go through in order to get to that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, great, it's a great scene, great movie. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. It's all quite good. Yeah. Um. Uh, of course, the shrunken heads on the bus. Any place where the shrunken heads are, I'm all for it in this oh, movie. Wow. I wish there were more shrunken heads throughout the movies. Like, mm -hmm. they could have just put them randomly in there. I would have been happy. Mm -hmm. um, I love the scene of Harry first flying on Buckbeak. Um, mm -hmm. And just the joy he has. Yes. And, and, like, I always love the scene where Buckbeak goes so low, like, his feet touch the water. Mm -hmm. And not going to lie, on Hogwarts Legacy, I've, like, relived that because you get to ride a hippogriff in Hogwarts mm -hmm. Legacy. And I always like making my hippogriff go down to the water and, like, squirt the little water. And then the little, the monster in the lake comes up. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, okay. it's really cool. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm getting nerdy. Uh. But that scene is just really cool. And then um, I, I love everything. I agree with everything that you said, Dan, except the boys making weird noises. That was whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a fun scene. Like yeah. my favorite scene. It's like, oh, you um, boys in your locker room talk. That is our locker room talk. Um, I believe but it. But did it divination class anything mm -hmm. with divination class? I'm so OK. I love Hermione. And sometimes I channel Hermione. Mm -hmm when I'm reading the books like for myself but when I'm watching tree like when I was younger but now I feel like I'm more Trelawney because mm -hmm. <laughs> the whole speech she did to Hermione about um your your what was it your something as dry as the pages the books that you cling so close to mm -hmm. or something like, what that whole scene I love it I, I think it was so needed. I think Hermione needed to hear it and I wish she would have taken it to heart mm -hmm. because dang it all she she is shriveled up inside like the books that she clings so yeah. closely to mm -hmm. um i really so wound I, up I just, you know 
It's a really roundabout way of saying you're all theory and no practice. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, of course, I love the the theatrics when she's like, <gasps> the grim. It's right. so hilarious. The grim, the grim. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> No, it's just, yeah, for I love yeah. it. I just wish you had the glasses that she did. If oh you do God. not put this on TikTok or Instagram, I'm going to be very mad at you. See, it will be. Trust okay. Me. Be. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was amazing. And then I also like what Sammy is about to talk about too, but I'll let her talk about it. <sighs> so I don't know. I was like, just the entire time turner thing. I just, I just loved it when they're retracing their steps and mm-hmm. going back. And even though I know it's different from the book, I love the movie version of it. It's just so much fun watching them, you know, try and stay hidden. And then like the little things, like even with Hermione's little, you know, comment about her hair, is that what my hair looks like from the back? And I'm just like, I feel like I would do that too. I'd be like, is that really what I look like? Like, That's what every girl thinks when we look at the back of our hair. Like what? you look in the mirror and you're like, that really What's going on back here? Oh my god! Yeah, I'm just like I feel that Hermione. I get yeah. you. I, I, I every understand. girl was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh huh. I totally understand. And just the way that they have to come up with their plan so quickly to rescue Buckbeak and then get serious and like and to go back with what Dan said too that whole tie in with Harry and the Patronus mm-hmm. and then the way mm-hmm. he was just like I did it because I knew I could do it because I'd already done it. So Mm -hmm. I just love that whole little tie in there. I thought that was fun, but the whole sequence just makes the movie. I love it. It really does. And when Sirius and Harry have their little heart to heart before he leaves, it's just so special and just makes me automatically love Sirius. I just, it was so nice. Mm I just love Mm -hmm. that little scene. And then, like you said, like literally divination. And I think a lot of that is because of Emma (laughs) being Trelawney. It's just so funny. Uh, it just cracks me up. Yeah. That's all I got. All right. You want to do your favorite lines, Dan? Sure. Um, let's see. Okay. We start off with, uh, you know, it's not even like a big one. It's just, I, I always thought it was clever just the way he said it. Oh, we don't send people to rescue Ben for blowing up their aunt. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> um, the ever so quotable Snape being Snape, uh, you know, Page 394. Best thing ever. I can't do his voice. I'm still trying to do Alan Rickman's voice. I know. It's such a difficult. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. He's got such a unique sound to his Mm -hmm. voice. Um, But then the line right after that, or right before that, um, tell me, are you incapable of restraining yourself? Or do you take pride in being an insufferable know-it-all? So mean. So mean. mean, but mildly accurate, not mildly. But it is also accurate. true. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, she's not insufferable, but she is a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. She is. She, is she a know-it-all. gets better as time goes on after she the does. fourth. She does. She yes, she does. Honestly, it's worse in the fourth, and then she gets better after. Yeah, she calms down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She hits her peak in the fourth. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we all grow up at our different paces. You know, as long as we get there. Um. So when's Ron getting there? Never. He gets there. He gets there. In bo- in in I don't know about the books, but in in episode in the movie, episode. Deathly Hallows Part Two, he gets there. I was gonna say. Yeah, I know you're about to say Deathly Hallows. He gets there. I knew you were about to say the second part of Deathly Hallows, which is the very last possible minute he could. <laughs> it's true though, but he does get there. You're like, like at yeah. the end. 
Yeah, he does. Better than the than never. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. It's like I said. If you were to take the trope, he's a little confused, but he's got the spirit (laughs) that you could put Ron's picture right there next to it. (laughs) That is Ron. Maybe more than a little confused, but yeah, pretty much depends on the day. I mean, you hear him. We'll get there eventually, but when he confesses his love to Hermione officially, like I felt that. Okay. I have words about that later, but okay. Yeah, we'll get we'll there. Get there. Not about that, just how it leads up to that. I'm just like, it, it's literally the 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 high school trope of your bully finally falling in love with you. Isn't that what everybody wants, though? Don't we all want that? No. 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 Mm. Was it? That's not, that's not the enemies to lovers thing that we're all obsessed with nowadays. I'm not obsessed with enemies to lovers, but the rest well, of the not you specifically, is. but I mean, like you know, every yes, I, the rest of exactly. is a big thing. I mean, yeah. a big thing on any, book talk. You know, book talk or you know any kind of young adult fan fiction or you know any kind of ASMR role play. It's always hey, your bully falls in love with you, or any kind of you know hey, your bully protects you from other bullies and then they fall in love with you, or hey, you're trapped in a room with your worst enemy and they fall in love with you. It's like why do you hate yourself, people? Anyway, says the guy who's a bit of a freak in his own way. So, you know, y'all don't know nothing about that. (sighs) Oh, move on. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, quotes. uh, Okay, so um, I'll save the serious one for last. Uh, And then the Snape coming in and, uh, you know, going after these, uh, you know, to to Lupin and. um, Was it Lupin and Sirius, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Listen, listen to you quarreling like an old married couple. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that was a good line. Snape and Snape. And then um, when uh, uh, Lupin's teaching the class and uh, was it was Neville, you know, what scares you? And Neville admits it, Professor Snape. Professor Snape, yes, he frightens us all. <laughs> like, yes, Lupin. But just how he says it. He says mm-hmm. it so mischievously. Yes. Frightens us all. Yep, yep. Classic. And then finally, the serious one, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in the very beginning, you know, happiness can be found in the darkest of places if one only remembers to turn on the light. Yes. So, mm-hmm. I kind of went back to uh, picturing Alec Guinness uh, saying that line when I saw the movie. Yeah. Kind of try to hear it in his voice. I like it. So, mm-hmm. so. That's all I got for that. <laughs> um, so for mine, I love when Ron, she's like, when did she get here? Did you see her come in? Like he's so confused. He's yes. the only one who notices exactly that she was not there, and then she's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I love that scene, and it. I remember reading the book like the first time and feeling like the book was dragging on, like it, it felt very dragged out. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to the time turner scene, when we realize what's happening, we're like. That was clever, JK. Mm-hmm. Like she literally made us feel what they were feeling mm-hmm. as the time turner was lengthening the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very, very clever. Good job, JK. Um, and then uh I don't think I got this completely right because I tried to do this off of memory, but it's serious when he was talking about James. He said, James always thought I should make the change permanent, talking about becoming a dog, mm-hmm. but I couldn't do it. The fleas are murder. Mm-hmm. And I love that line. I thought yeah. it was so good. So mm-hmm. good. Um, now, some of these are from the book. The rest of these are kind of from the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at some point, Ron says, don't let the muggles get you down. Mm-hmm. Um, 
serious uh so when he's trying to get pedigrees like i want to commit the murder i was imprisoned for yep uh and then uh he harry was a little bit more enthusiastic when sirius said something about him coming to live with him he says are you insane of course i want to leave the dursleys have you got a house where can when can we move in mm-hmm. or when can i move in <laughs> so it's very very um and i think the his excitement showing the excitement um helps us understand more of the 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 realization of like oh crap i gotta go back to the dursleys yeah right. mm-hmm. um, but it's nice kind yeah. of seeing them what they get what they deserve though yes wait yeah. the dursleys wait in this I- in this at the beginning of this movie in the anyway oh the ant yes right yes yes uh yeah because at the beginning he's in the first uh, couple he of says movies, something like, about doing the doing the wand and yeah. uh Dursley's mm-hmm. like, you can't do magic. He's like, You wanna see me try? Like <laughs> you are to really break some rules. But seeing um, that they're actually too that seeing they're actually afraid of him. You know, mm-hmm. like they're losing their power. Because in the first yep. couple of movies, they still kind of have the power dynamic, but now mm-hmm. it's like shifting. And yeah, that's, it starts that's really to change. Very it's, satisfying to see. Mm-hmm. Changed. Um, I also put Cornelius Fudge's uh, in the book. He says, why, dear boy, we don't set wizards to ask me just for blowing up their aunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little different wording when they did it in the movie. And then um, the serious Albus from the book. Mm-hmm. I forgot about this line. I got to find it in the book. Um, you think the dead we love truly ever leave us? You think that we don't recall them more clearly in times of great trouble? Mm-hmm. I love that line. And mm-hmm. I it's a very foreshadowing line to the next book mm-hmm. because he does mm-hmm. see his family in yep. the most troubled moment of his time. And the last so, one too. So, yeah. Oh yeah. When he has the stone. That was the first one. Two movies. Well, it's the last book. That's what I was thinking. The last book. When he has the stone and he's going to oh, face the world war. I thought when you said the last one, you meant like Chamber of Secrets. I'm like, what? Oh, that no, like, there? no, the other no, way. You mean like As in the, the seven. The last okay, in the I'm, series. I'm tracking ever. you. I'm tracking that you. That way. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I guess Agreed. that's the direction Agreed. of the last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead, Sammy. All right. So, going back to what I was saying for one of the scenes I loved when Sirius is talking to Harry, and he says, but this, this is the end of it, but he says, but know this. The ones that love us never really leave us, and you can always find them in here. And he puts his hand on Harry's heart. And I'm just like, oh. I wonder if he didn't say that in the book and Albus actually said it. Mm. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I really can't remember. Because they're very similar. (laughs) Yeah, they're They're very very similar, similar, which, yeah, I thought that was funny (laughs) because they're like very similar thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's I Solemnly Swear that I am up to no good. Classic. Classic Harry mm-hmm. Potter line, yeah. And when Ron is looking at the TV, <laughs> and he tells Harry, "Oh yeah, well, Harry's got a sort of wonky cross. That's trials and suffering, and uh, that there could be the sun, and that's happiness. So you're gonna suffer, but you're gonna be happy about it." <laughs> and I just love uh, so much. Yeah. So I had forgotten about bits. that. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, so good. Again, a little confused, but he got the spirit. He did suffer, but he was happy about it. He was happy about so it. So Ron was accurate in his. So there you go. Ron was very accurate. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, he correct. he's not a total idiot. 
Not always. <laughs> Not always. Idiot. Not always. He's got his uh, he's got his moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought we had something else on here. So I'm just gonna add it. Mischief managed is also a very good line. That's mm-hmm. a good one. That is very yep. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's kids being kids. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right of passage, you get into mm-hmm. trouble. And then yeah. go ahead. Well, I said I forgot to add the Marauders map lines. Mm-hmm. Of, um, of the the whole the thing, sna- from the, the, yeah, from the movie and I from can't the remember. book. Yeah, mm-hmm. the movie is um, Messis, Mooney, Wormtail, and Padfoot and Prongs. Yeah, Padfoot mm-hmm. and Prongs would like to uh, compliment Snape and tell him to li- leave his big nose out of other people's business. Right. Yeah, that is. One. Yeah, and that's the yeah and the thing because I know that I think the book um, one. Let's see. I think Wormtail tells him he needs to wash his greasy hair or something in the book. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Which he does. I mean, when's the last time Snape showered realistically? Yeah, has probably he never. ever. Probably has never. Ever. Let's be realistic about it. You probably it. think showers are, for, showers are for like weak men or something. Mm-hmm. Like, man, does. I stink. I stink like a man. <laughs> that is so true. Mm-hmm. Let me be great. Or I'm trying to find the chapter. Oh, where the where the actual quote is? Yeah, it's I believe it's in the Marauders map section. Yeah, when Snape is trying to like reveal your secrets or whatever. Reveal your secrets. Um. I can't find it. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, no, that's when he gets it. I don't know. No, okay. But it's very funny. <laughs> but it's hilarious. Um, and another thing that I've always seen online, it makes me laugh when you think about it, is, you know, the the twins had the map for see? however long. So they can see everybody walking see? around, right? And so no one says anything to Ron when he has this guy named Peter Pettigrew hanging out in the room with him in his bed. <laughs> they never say anything. And that always makes me laugh so much to think about the fact that they must have seen Peter Pettigrew like hanging out with Ron, but they right. never like acknowledge Everywhere it. he goes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that just makes me laugh. Oh, part of me wonders if they just kind of knew. Um like what are i mean they had to have learned about animaguses by this point in their career like their mm-hmm. their oh, yeah. schooling so mm-hmm. part of me wonders if they knew he their the rat was an animagus because it's been yeah. around for 12 years and they just decided you know what to each their own <laughs> just hang out with him that's fine ron yeah i have questions for the twins mm-hmm. yeah chapter 14 sorry i'm looking it up i want to know oh the actual quote yeah yes Oh, no, it's not just a quote. It's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Professor Severus Thiep, master of this school, <laughs> commands you to yield the information you conceal. <laughs> master of this school? Okay. Babe. Do you see why I... <laughs> so funny. Oh, boy. As though an invisible hand was writing upon it, words appeared on the smooth surface of the map. 
Mr. Mooney presents his compliments to Professor Snape and begs him to keep his abnormally large nose out of other people's business. Mm-hmm. Snape froze. Harry stared, dumbstruck at the message, but the map didn't stop there. More writing was appearing beneath the first. Mr. Prongs agrees with Mr. Mooney and would like to add that Professor Snape is an ugly git. Which one's which? Who's Mooney? Mooney is Lupin. Lupin. Prongs is James. Yes. Padfoot mm-hmm. is Sirius. Sirius. And then Wormtail is Wormtail. Okay. Um, it would have been very funny if the situation hadn't been so serious and there was more. Mr. Padfoot would like to register his astonishment that an idiot like that ever became a professor. So mean. <laughs> Harry closed his eyes in horror when he opened <laughs> them. The map had, had had its last word. Mr. Wormtail bids Professor Snape good day and advises him to wash his hair, the slime ball. The slime ball, that's Harry right. Wanted, <laughs> Harry waited for the blow to fall. <laughs> it's still funny. Oh, after Sorry. all this time, it's still funny. Always. Mm-hmm. I will not get over that now. Professor Snape, master of this school. <laughs> Show me yours. <laughs> uh, that's my new new way I'm going to refer to him. So we're going to talk about Professor master Snape, of master of Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Thank you, thank you, whoever wrote the script. Thank you for changing that to show your secrets or mm-hmm. reveal to me your secrets. So funny, your lord. Okay, now he really does have issues. Ignore the schedule on the back of my card. <laughs> I'm going to only pay attention to the schedule forever then you will know what my boyfriend's schedule is at work. Um, So I have counted four times in this movie slash book, Hermione has saved Harry's butt. Mm -hmm. One, if we go off the movie, the rocks to the head. Mm -hmm. Two, the time turner. Mm -hmm. Three, figuring out a way to get Buckbeak to move. Or maybe just not saving Harry, just saving everyone. Right. Let's do this. Hermione saving everyone in this movie. That is true. And she saved four, lots of mm-hmm. when they go to get serious, guess who is the only one who knows how to unlock the door? Uh, I forgot about that. Freaking Harry. Alohomora. Harry. Harry. Seriously. Harry Harry's... would be dead. Mm-hmm. Dead. I can't even do a basic spell, man. Nope. Not at all. Mm-mm. We are up to seven. In three books that Hermione has saved the day. Mm-hmm. We still have a whole other book, which I don't know if she really does much saving days next book. She's more annoying than anything. Mm. I don't know. We'll find I'm out. Try- I, I remember being annoyed by her. I just can't remember specifically what she does to annoy me in the book. There's a lot. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot. I'll, it'll come back to me when we go over it. Uh, yeah. Um, I just remember her like when when Harry and Ron like make up after their like tiff or whatever, and she hugs them both, and she goes, "Oh, boys are so stupid." I remember that. I love in the movie. She just looks at him astonished. She's like, "Boys." Right. <laughs> Which is funny because it's a role reverse. Because normally it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk yeah. more about that in the next. In the next yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Episode. So, friends, thank you so much for joining us for Prisoner of Azkaban. I uh, hope you learned some things. And if you have any interesting uh, uh, opinions, please go to our social media and um, 
and comment. Also, be on the lookout for the lovely uh, video of uh, of Dan doing the Emma Thompson face very close to the camera. Um, so funny. funny. Uh, so until next time, Knox. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast featuring Dan. The show is written and produced by Ashley and Sammy, except for those manifestos, which are all written by Dan himself. Intro and audio editing by Sammy, logo created by Ashley. The show is produced as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Make sure you check out all of our other shows and have a magical day.